Best friendhood. Best friend. 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 You're my best friend. You're my best friend. Best friendhood. Is it bad that a year after starting to record with that intro, I still sometimes sing along with it when I'm editing? Dude, nah, because I do too. <laughs> it's like the one time in life I have perfect pitch. <laughs> best friendhood? Best friend? I remember even like the the like emotion that I was feeling when we recorded that bit that like I shrugged like, oh my God, we're actually doing this? Because I remember I, what was so fun about putting together that opening credit was... I just, I took snippets from our first episode. Right. Oh, that's right. I took snippets from our first episode every time that you or I said best friend. Mm-hmm. I love that you did that. And I had no idea that you were doing that. Neither did I until I did it. <laughs> <laughs> like you told me after the fact that you had a few ideas for an intro song and you sent me that one and I think two or three others. Mm-hmm. And that was the one that we landed on. And I love it. Like, I love it. I do wish I could go back and change it to best friendhood rather than best friendhood. Like, why do I make it a question? I don't understand what I was thinking. This is the beginning. <laughs> People need to listen. Like, is it worth a question? <laughs> yes, it is worth a question. Well, speaking of questions, do uh, I have some questions for you? Boy, what are some personal rules that you never break oh this could be like never burp on on a podcast or only be sober when recording yeah um i didn't think this was going to be a tough question but i think that it is becoming one what are some personal rules i man ooh, this is difficult because for me i feel like rules are things that are always made to be broken. Yeah. No, that's not necessarily true. But um, <laughs> I, I find myself faltering in being able to stay true to rules. Mm-hmm. So for me to be able to say that I never break them, well, I guess I guess if we are on that, to always take care of the things that are within my charge. So my animals, yeah. my plants... That's a rule that I will never break. Like, I will always care for them. Absolutely. Like, their existence is because I chose to have them within my household, within my life. Mm -hmm. So that is a rule that I take care of them. Well said. That's a great example. Um, Elsewise, I really... Not going above my head in debt, Mm -hmm. I suppose, might be one. That is a rule that more people probably need to find a way to adhere to. Like having a level of debt that I know that can always get out of. Yeah, that you can always manage. Mm-hmm. I guess those are the really two that I choose to not break. Those are Elsewise, both... most rules I will bend, which you can't really bend a rule. You break it. There's no mm. bending of rules. You break them. Yeah, but bending gives some nice emotional flexibility. It's an understanding that like the world is not black and white, that there's always shades of gray in everything. Like we talked about in our last episode. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Like the world is not black and white. Mm -mm. There are far more than 50 shades of gray. Indubitably. Indubitably. There's an infinite amount of. That is such a fun word. Indubitably. Indubitably. If you pronounce every B, it's so satisfying in the mouth feel. Am I being weird? Delightfully so. Okay. Also, who's to say what's weird? Me. Fair. (laughs) Ah, question. This one's harsh. Uh Uh-oh. What is the most annoying habit someone can have? The most annoying habit a person could have. Okay, so when I hear annoying, that makes me think it's like, not like a pet peeve. Like, we've talked about in the past, like, people who lie all of the time well that was going to be my answer certain things like that's more than a habit that's annoying like that is Ah, that's fair that's beyond annoying to me when i hear annoying i'm like okay so think of like past roommates what were some things that they did that i was like littering i wish you didn't have to do that in front of me littering absolutely when i 
am behind someone and see them throw something out of their car, it and infuriates me. Littering and... Did you ever watch Super Troopers? Littering and... Don't worry about it. I've seen... No, that's one of those movies that came out when I was like probably like an adolescent, I think. Maybe a teenager, early years of teenagehood. It would be mid to late teenagehood for sure. For you. Like I remember like eighth, ninth grade ish. I I don't know. It's funny. Oh, the guy with the mustache. It's yeah. So hot to me. Really? Mm-hmm. All I know is that everybody in my class, all 18 of my classmates <laughs> suddenly started quoting this movie. So mm. through like cultural osmosis, I know a lot of the like classic one liners from that movie, but I have no idea what it's about, nor do I really care to find out. That's fine. So, the most annoying habit a person can have. Oh, yeah. Interrupting? Um, <laughs> actually, no, that doesn't phase me. That doesn't phase me at all, because I do it, you. too. Bless you. Invading personal space? But is that a habit? I don't know. Like, mm. this is so weird. Like, we're to such a literal person. Like, when we read words, we're so literal. Right. Like, I'm thinking habit is, like, biting fingernails or... About trimming fingernails wherever the fuck they are. Oh, that's so gross. Okay, I'm going to go with that one. When I was a flight attendant and people would clip their fingernails and toenails (gasps) on the the airplane. On the plane. Like, how did you even get that past TSA? I don't believe you're allowed to have that, but they would do it. Oh, my God. It was disgusting. That click. Did they at least, like, put the clippings somewhere... To be disposed of properly? No. Yeah, I was... People can barely get their trash from their hands into the giant trash bag standing next to their face. Their toenail clippings and their children's vomit, urine, feces, crushed up goldfish, nothing makes it into a trash bag on an airplane. Unless the flight attendants are really aggressive about it. I don't understand that. That's so disrespectful and disgusting. Yeah. It's not my problem. This isn't my house. (laughs) Or as flight attendants. It's a communal house, you fuck. It's literally public transportation. Keep your shoes on. You wouldn't take your shoes off on a bus. And if you would, (gasps) that's gross. And then people who put their bare feet on your armrest. Ew, never. Through through that like little gap. Uh Uh-huh. That's when you slam the armrest up as hard as you can. Some place. Oh, no, you can. Mm-hmm. You can't. Ooh, that's a. For egress, one. you have to be able to move them. Bless. Ugh. Ugh. Or you Ugh. just don't realize that they're there and you slam your elbow down really hard like you're a WWE actor. Elbows are pointy. Exactly. I've got two of them. Break that shit. Smash that foot. Break that habit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mind possibly. other people's spaces. What are the bones in the feet called? I don't know. I'm not a doctor. Not I'm not a foot doctor. I'm something, not a doctor, Jim. Star Trek. Anyway. I'm a doctor, not a something is what I think the quote is. Uh, perhaps. I'm a doctor, not a cowboy, Jim. Damn it, Jim. I'm a doctor, <laughs> not a... Yeah. There it is. Yeah. That's it. Oh, dad is going to be mad at us. I know. My dad also is like <laughs> the biggest fan of the old school stars. Yeah. Star Trek. Yeah. I should probably ask you your other question now. Sorry. We're getting way off topic, if that's okay. Imagine. <laughs> what really is your favorite website to shop on? Mm. It, it depends on what I'm looking for. When you're shopping for me. When no, I'm, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I, nope, is, nope, nope. What I do love, one of my favorites when I'm shopping for gifts for other people is Think Human. Oh my God, I love that website. You can find... Like my favorite that I bought for myself, I've got two. Um, one is my RBG. It's, uh, you know, like, do you remember that? Uh, it was a visage of Notorious B.I.G. Yeah. And it used to be a poster <gasps> and so many things. Right. So yes. then I got my Notorious RBG oh with Ruth Bader God. Ginsburg sweatshirt. It is my, f- and I bought that five years before she passed. Hmm. And I love to rock it. And it's one of my favorite motherfucking hoodies ever i also got um i also purchased another hoodie from them and it's uh neil degrasse tyson on it and he (laughs) has like it looks like if he did wizard hands like above like making a rainbow kind of a thing yeah yeah he goes y'all motherfuckers need science (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh man. I wonder if they um, do podcast sponsorships. But I, I would read an ad for them. Maybe. I also I also do love, and I've already mentioned this one before, the Unemployed Philosophers Guild. <gasps> I always forget about that one, but yeah. it has so many amazing things. Correct. I actually, I've bought many watches from there, lots of gifts from there. I also really like, I used to enjoy mod cloth until they went into their own production and oh. the things that they are still asking you to spend a pretty decent penny on that they craft in a factory somewhere where I'm pretty sure is not good. Didn't uh, And the quality is shit. Didn't, so mod cloth is no longer one of my favorites. Didn't they used to be kind of like an eBay for clothing? Like you could consign Not your quite. clothing to them and they would resell it? No, they, but they were definitely like a small shop seller until they got like really big. Oh. And then they outsourced and they tried to build their own brand. Okay. Uh, what other places? Oh, I also like uniquely vintage. I have hmm. these fabulous mauve colored heels that they in the 1920s style but they're so fucking comfortable they make my ass look great facts be facts my legs already look good but my ass can always use a little help and they also like they're so inclusive with Mm. all of their sizing and style choices and it's really fun so i do like uniquely vintage otherwise ooh, what's that naturalistic one that i used to get like a a monthly uh, subscription to and they would send me natural home products oh yeah i remember that one we've talked about that one before off mic something yeah are you gonna look it up one moment mighty nest mighty nest mighty nest i always really enjoyed otherwise fuck etsy oh i shop etsy when I want things <laughs> or eBay. I love Etsy. Etsy and eBay are my go-tos, especially for gift giving season. If you mm-hmm. want to find something unique mm-hmm. and affordable, well, sometimes affordable Etsy, depending. If it comes to Etsy, reverse image search that thing to find the creator's true website. Right. Yes. And then usually you can get it for cheaper from that creator's original website because to put it on etsy they have to pay have so to many pay. fees yeah. that it's higher priced so reverse image search from etsy to see if you can get it cheaper which is the thing you can do with most major search engines ding oh well done amazing so that was a very long-winded answer for that question oh but so full of knowledge well you know your girl likes shopping when she gets in a mode if i am feeling down it's one of those things where like i really will go shopping for endorphins yep dopamine dorp dorp dopamine i'm I'm feeling real dorpy right now (laughs) so i wait before you read i just want to say i know i made a weird comment about ad reading but like for real I would totally read an ad if that website gave me free stuff. Look human? Like, yeah. There's this shirt that's on there. I know I've already, like, there's a photo album on my phone called Stuff to Buy. Yeah. And it's me screenshotting stuff. But one of them is, and I know that I've already told you about this, Mm -hmm. it's this really fun, beautiful sweatshirt and just says, therapy is for everyone. (laughs) Yes. And I want to buy it for you so bad. <laughs> Honestly, I have a screenshot of it, of it as well because uh-huh. it's showed up on, I don't know, Facebook or something as, as like, you might like this. You're right, Facebook. I do like that. Get out of my head. Goodbye. Goodbye. Okay. Oh. Oh, what? What is the most heartwarming thing you have ever seen? Fuck off. That's hard. There's so many things. Because I think about all like the shorts videos that we are now privy to. Agreed. And I'm trying to narrow it down to something I've seen in person. Yes, I would prefer that. Yeah. Because I there's so many of those videos. And a few years ago, I went through this whole phase where that's all I would watch on YouTube. Because I just really liked crying tears of happy joy. Oh. <laughs> I, 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 don't, I don't know. I needed some happy chemicals in my brain, apparently. Um one of the most heartwarming things that you've ever seen. 
I've got it. Yeah? Mm-hmm. One of the most heartwarming things I have ever witnessed was, in case you weren't aware, there was a period of my life where I was a flight attendant. And I was working a flight, and um, there was a sweet little boy uh, sitting in one of the aisle seats. And as I was doing service, he just handed me, like, a note with his, his like, drink order and what he wanted for his snacks. <laughs> and then I, like, I was like, thank you so much. That's really helpful. And then I looked to his mom and said, ma'am, what can I get for you? And she, she used uh, vocal language to tell me what she wanted. <clears throat> and so got them taken care of. And it was like a four or five hour flight. Like we had a decent amount of time on this flight. So as we were going, as I and my crew were going through the cabin gathering, you know, garbage, your trash, your trash, asking people <laughs> for their trash. Oh, not Y O U apostrophe R E. Oh, no, girl. By we're no asking means. for their trash. Yes, yes, yes. Um, this sweet little boy flagged me down at one point. I'm going to get choked up, I think. I can feel it happening. And so, being me, like, of course, I kneel down on the floor and, like, kind of sit in the aisle yes. next to him. And we're at his, I'm at his level. And I, he shows me this book and it says, oh, no, now I can't remember the title. But making that, like, eye contact and that connection at his level allowed him to find his voice like he's partially nonverbal he's autistic and he wrote and illustrated his own children's book in first grade to help his classmates understand children who are on the autism spectrum from his perspective from his experience okay. And he was on his way to a major city to present this book at an autism spectrum disorder, uh, like provider, healthcare providers conference. I love this. That little boy, like, I'm not going to say his name. I will never forget him. Mm -hmm. Why not? If it's published, people should know about it fair one i can't remember the title of his book mm. his first name was max okay and that's all i can remember fair. and he was so sweet and so delighted to tell me about his book and at that time i had just finished college and i wanted to be a writer and so i like shared that with him and we had literally i ended up sitting on the floor in the middle of the cabin and just talking to this little boy and it was so much fun. Like, I think, so the most heartwarming thing I've ever seen was the second grader who had published his own book about his own experiences as a child on the autism spectrum, who was going to share this with, like, hundreds, if not thousands of grown-ups. Like, oh my God, you're nailing it, kid. Oh, it just brings me so much like joy and it's one of the best moments and connections I've ever made. I, so I don't love know if, that. I've I, never heard that story of you before. I can still surprise you apparently. You, uh, yes. <laughs> mm, that was the most heartwarming moment of my life. I love that. I do too. I really do. I haven't thought about him in a long time, but like a year, I think about him a lot, actually. Like, I remember that moment frequently. We should kind of maybe off mic, look, try to find it. Oh, I've tried many times. Okay. And I, I, I don't know if I'm not searching it correctly or if I don't remember his first name correctly. I mean, this was almost eight years ago. I don't know. Yeah. That little boy out there. Oh, wow. I love that. He made an impact on one person. More than. And I'm sure it's more than. Indeed. Ugh. You know, another thing that I'm sure of? Hmm. That's Jake. And that is Melissa. And, and this, this 
is best, best friendhood. <laughs> I feel like we started the whole card question thing as like a brief intro, and now it's half of the episode, and I love that actually. I do too. I'm not mad about it at all. By no means. Okay, and we're back from our introductory break. Action. You pointed at me, and I don't know what you want me to do. I did, because uh, I was going to say a joke, and then the joke went, <laughs> bye. <laughs> Maybe that was the joke, is that my joke went, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, Oh, no. Birdie. Um, what? Shoot, are you? Or if you're going to get into something, then maybe no, I should not. Not at all. I was just making sure but I had. Let me say it this way. Bye bye. Bye bye. Oh, okay. Goodbye. Okay. Now picture that with one of the Sanderson sisters in Hocus Pocus saying it. <laughs> Mary. Bye bye. <laughs> oh my god, I can see it now. Okay. I just smacked my microphone with my face. Wow. Speaking of the Sanderson sisters, it's uh-huh. almost spooky season. It is officially the first day of fall, the autumn equinox today. So Yes. I Thank may you, Lords may or may not have put out all of my fall slash mostly Halloween decorations today. I may or may not have been completely oblivious to the date. Mm. Also, did you know that today is one of the most dangerous days to drive? What? During the autumn equinox. Because the sun rises and sets directly from the west to the east. Oh, so no matter what direction you're, like, if you're driving in a certain direction, it's... And most streets that we as humans have laid out are geographically, strictly, yeah. Fascinating. So the sun is in our eyes directly for a hell of a lot. (laughs) So it's not just me being petty at the sun at this time of year. Like, I get pissed when I'm driving to work. I'm like, stop it. There were literally warnings sent out today, like, really, please beware. This is one of the most dangerous. Yes, because with my my workplace, I of course, yeah, privy to a lot of things. It's one of the most dangerous days to drive. That makes so much sense. Every morning when I'm driving to work, and I usually don't leave work till the sun is down. I think to myself, I need to figure out how to like. Not just clean, but like deep clean my interior of my windshield because the way the sun hits it, it's like hard to see. Mm -hmm. Things you don't think about, the interior windows. But like I do that every couple months. Why is it an issue today? Oh, because the sun is shining, shining directly in my face and there's like this weird haze. So it's been like aggressively red lately. I don't know if it's like... It's not harvest yet, is No. It? Not yet. And I don't believe that there are any wildfires that would be blowing smoke in our area like there were a year ago from like half of the country. None enough to make our atmosphere red. Right. It's, it's very straight. It is aggressively red. Hmm. It's very, honestly, kind of troubling. I don't know what it is, but it is noticeable and it makes driving to work difficult to the point that I've started taking side streets that are heavily shaded specifically so I don't have to deal oh, with it. Oh, diggity dang. Also, may I say something but, that's been in my mind? Yeah, I wish you would. The sun, is ha- the sun has gone down and the moon has gone up. Long ago, somebody left with the cup. So he's driving, it's driving. No? Okay. He's going the distance. He's going for speed. No, okay. Anyway, it's a song lyric from Cake that when you're talking about the sun going down and the moon is... Anyway. I know it's Cake. I love that song. Okay. I was... All I could think was 
this isn't the correct tempo. Like in the my head, I going down and the moon has gone up. Long ago, somebody left with the cup because he's driving. It's driving. It's up at the end of horse. People don't pop up. No DNC for this friendship podcast. You and I, <laughs> we live off of our other jobs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, correct. I okay. No, I. Sorry, I clocked that right away. But I was like, wait, that's cake, but. <laughs> But I can't get it to line up but with the cake in my head. But that slice isn't quite what I want. <laughs> slice of cake is not what I want. Um, anywho. So what are we talking about today? We're talking about tropes. A friendship. Tropes. Yes. And what does that mean, a trope? Well, I was actually friendship. just going to ask you. Ah. But I, I can tell you if you want. A, a categorical type. A stereotype. A, a friendship, th- basically. Yeah. A theme. A motif. All of the above. Yeah. I really like saying the word motif. That has a nice mouthfeel, just like indubitably. But differently. It's a different mouthfeel, but also a nice mouthfeel. Mm. Should probably talk to a psychologist about that. Maybe. Otherwise, some things are just okay as they are as well. I suppose. I don't need to pathologize my love of language. Mm Mm-hmm. Pathology is a different kind of science that you haven't gone to school for. Pathology. <laughs> mental mental pathologies are a thing that I have gone to school for. Oy vey. Balls and wieners. Beep boop. Okay, so when you think about like a, a friendship trope in television shows or movies, like what's the first thing that comes to your mind? Like is this, is it a, a, a duo of characters? Is it a, it's usually uh, more than a duo, like okay. a friendship trope. I mean, like the earliest one that I can recall, not the one that directly comes to my brain off the bat, but the earliest one that I can recall would even be like from The Sandlot or from mm. The Little Rascals. Okay. Oh. Think about those kind of tropes where there's one leader, there's always kind of like the bullheaded Mm-hmm. bully-ish one right. there's always like a nerdy one and there's always you know like yeah. and 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 yeah yeah but i think uh, there's the one female presenting character who one of the male presenting characters has a crush on and that leads into romance but everybody else is cool with just being friends with her but there's weird gender oh we'll see with bullshit. that that we're talking about the quote-unquote cool girl yes because we're talking about like um april and the teenage mutant ninja turtles you know and what's the or what's penelope? the little girl in little rascals i can't remember her name she and alfalfa isn't it penelope is it penelope is it i'm gonna trust you on that because i, I can't remember sure. i'm not sure and then in sandlot it's um Wendy Peppercorn, when, yep. but even then, like she's a side story. She's not a true. Right, she's her. She's not a, a part of the Correct. crew. It's that's Squince's gal. Yes, yes. Squince. So you've got the nerd. You've and in the nineties, like in the nineties and early two thousands, there was always like the chubby kid, and there was mm-hmm. the the wimpy kid, the fat friend, the the gay friend, coded gay, who liked reading books and didn't like playing baseball like if we're thinking about sandlot or Or they did but were terrible at it i didn't find a gay coded kid in sandlot who were you thinking of it's been years since i've watched it but i definitely remember there being a kid who is like subtly hinted at being gay probably then if that's what you're talking about it's probably the main character yep oh okay Oh, as well, as no that. as as I said those words I'm like wait a second he was he had some gentle queer coding going on a, like very underlying he was looking for connection the other boys were more he rough had never and tumble had that. yeah yeah which at the time was kind of presented as like well what's wrong with you you're a boy like why are you seeking connection why are you looking for your parents to actually care about you what the fuck it's interesting okay we'll do well maybe not that's a topic for a whole different episode queer coding and how that affects friendships in television movies life okay 
And it might be my own biases towards that movie, but I'm not sure that I agree with you within that, against that movie anyway. Fair. That's fair. Yeah. I always felt like he was queer coded. I always felt like he was just a kid who was sheltered, if not until things move forward, you found out that like he was finally learning a relationship with his own parents because he mm-hmm. had a stepdad that he didn't really know. Right, right, yeah. Anyway, not this is not a Sandlot podcast. Oh, but how much fun would that be? Oh God, I could go on I for love days. that movie so much. I know. I like, we ruined a, uh, a VHS because we watched it so often. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I loved that movie so much. Or if you want to talk about tropes, Mean Girls. Ooh, yes. Uh, the trope of, like, the pack of... What? I was even just thinking to my head, like, the Emperor's New Groove shoved into my brain automatically. The trope being enemies into friends? Use, use, Yzma. Yzma. Thank you. I'm like, I can't remember. Wrong lover. And then big, strong, buff, dumb guy. Kronk. Being her friend. Her... They were friends, too, though. He found her as a friend. He did, but she... Oh, that's a whole lot of misogyny there, that she's like this wicked old hag who's taking advantage of this young, dumb, handsome man to achieve material gain. That is a trope in and of itself. Indeed. The bad guy with the naive or bad character, the villain... Let's not gender it. Also, you're only considered the villain from somebody else's side. From a certain perspective. Correct. Kuzco was absolutely the freaking villain. He was such an asshole. And David Spade, what a piece of shit. Played that character real real easy, real well. (laughs) Uh huh. Came real natural to him. I guess I don't know the story about David Spade, which coincides with that, but fair game. Have you seen his mustache? It just screams (laughs) asshole. And Jonathan Wharton or whatever Kronk's name is, his oh, voice actor. I've always found him attractive. Super nice human being who does all kinds of things for charity. Hmm. If I'm remembering correctly, I think that's the same actor. So, I like I could picture him in your in my mind, not in your mind. Super handsome. My mind. Are you sure it's not my mind? We are pretty good friends. <laughs> Maybe. Anyway, what are some tropes that you can recall? In Mm. TV or movie. Okay, so when we first came up with this idea, it was because I became so acutely aware of the enemies to best friends trope. So Mean Girls, Katie and the Plastics, enemies Mm -hmm. to best friends. And then, of course, it devolves. Um That was one of the biggest ones. Another trope that I notice a lot in media is women hating women. It is so rare to find a movie or a TV show where two or more women are just genuinely supportive of each other without weird unnecessary competitiveness like uh cougar town is one of my favorite shows because it's absolutely ridiculous like the first season they try to be a real show then the second season they're like fuck it it is what it is we're just making bad jokes bad puns and poking fun at like every stereotype we can and it becomes really delightful and enjoyable and i actually want sometimes I want to buy just like a big flower vase to drink wine out of because that's what one of the character does. I think it like it would kill me, but I think it would be so funny. I already have one. Good. Give it to me. (laughs) You can borrow it. I've actually purchased a few vases like, oh, this will be so funny to like take to a party and just like pour a bottle of wine in and drink out of it all night. And then the pandemic happened. So parties have been limited. Um. But that's one of the few shows that I can think of where 
there's not this really intense, like, hatred between women. And it's so gross because most of the movies where you see that play out and TV shows where you see that play out are directed by straight men and written by straight men. So, like, why are men trying to pit women against each other and fashioning that or proclaiming that in their shows as a friendship? Like or a normalhood. Or a normalcy. Yes, normalhood. Like, it's it's so toxic and unhealthy, and it sets this terrible precedent for women and girls, especially girls, because, of course, as we mature, we understand things differently. But for young girls, seeing these kinds of things played out on screen, it it's like it feeds their brain this idea that if you want to be friends with a girl, you got to get her first. And it's so wrong and toxic and terrible. Or the fact that you can't trust another human, regardless of gender, sex, right, whatever, right. Yes. anything, that you can't trust a person right off the bat. Mm-hmm. It really is. It's pitting other humans against each other for what? Unnecessarily. It, it, it's Life literally is just already hard enough. Trying to connect with other humans is already hard enough. Right. It, it's it's like okay. So in literature, um, there's a term called a foil, and that's like a character who is presented to, um create conflict for the protagonist like a pan from shakespeare and from greek mythology yes yeah. exactly exactly i was thinking foil and my brain went to actual pans and i was like <laughs> melissa i don't understand what reference you're making so thank you well, for clarifying because i was really confused foil, i went to like the uh the fencing terminology of foil oh i don't know what that is what does that mean I know that it's a fencing fencing terminology. <laughs> we are working together. Correct. I love it. Well, we are working in the same room together. <laughs> <laughs> so, so in literature, there's there's this concept of the foil, which is truly just a character included in order to disrupt the protagonist's mm-hmm. progress through their like, story. They foiled my plans. Exactly. Yes. Oh, yes. I bet mm-hmm. that's exactly where that comes from. Yes had never thought of that before and it's like writers in tv shows and movies often believe that in order for a friendship to develop they must start as a foil for each other's goals even when the goals are the same there's this like manufactured conflict that feels so insincere and honestly is why i choose not to watch a lot of movies now as an adult because it's like that manufactured conflict of like literally this entire movie wouldn't exist if these two fucking people just said one sentence to each other because i believe that you where you are now and your understanding of humans better than when we were younger mm-hmm. it's like you this entire story would not happen if somebody would just say hey can we talk about this sometimes it's and grant not even some space that. right exactly one thing that I wanted to say when you were talking about manufactured things mm-hmm. and the uh, animosity mm-hmm. of woman Ooh, against woman. Word. I love that word. The music industry manufactured <gasps> animosity against artists yeah. just to bring some media to them. It is a full-fledged and ugly thing, and it's so fucking dumb. So fucking dumb. And there's never any actual drama, but we need to get something initiated and, and Pete Davidson can't date everyone. So Right. Wh- <laughs> so now Katy <laughs> Perry was- and Taylor Swift are fighting against each other and and oh my and god, it's so terrible. And oh matter? my god, we have the inside scoop on Taylor Swift's true opinions it, on Katy and Perry. That's the thing. Like, and isn't then six that months disgusting? Later, like it's it's yeah. it's it's there's a whole there's a whole I'm definitely diverging there is a whole business made of distracting people yes distracting them from anything distracting them from the music like distracting them from the horrors of the world distracting them from their work life like 
this is somebody else's job is to just be your distraction. Like, and it's, and it's a, um, a spider web in a window. Ooh, well said. Yes. Like within the glass, not right. like an actual spider web no, on no, your no, window. Yeah. Like the glass and is spider webbing out because of the impact. Mm-hmm. I hadn't even. It's disgusting. It is. It's it disgusting. really is. TMZ, gross. go fuck yourself. What was it on MTV like twenty years ago when we were in high school that did that same thing? Um, I probably they always did like it from my brain. The spring break thing, and was it was it called TMZ? I don't think it was. No. It was um, the Carlson guy. Uh, mm-hmm. But no, he did. He did like a music video thing. Well, I guess he was everywhere for MTV, but was he not? He was. But I remember him specifically, like in a studio, just like talking about drama with all of these fans. Like it was like a miniature talk show that okay. also inter- okay. interspersed oh, itself with music okay. videos. Yes. What what the hell was that called? I don't remember. But do you? It remember? was terrible. Pop up video. Pop up video VH1 pop-up video so they would show a music video and they would have these little bubbles that would float across the screen and then burst with like little Mm -hmm. information nuggets like did you know (gasps) the director of this music video did this or did you know that at this moment in this video this person got an eyelash in there (laughs) oh my god i completely forgot about that but now that you say that yes video Oh my god, yeah, that was like some bad, like, hey, we have the internet, kind of, and we have computers, kind of. I, it was, I guess we did. It was the early of. 2000s, yeah, we definitely did. But it was so, like, low quality. Oh, for I always, sure. Did you prefer MTV or VH1? Like, when those were the two things that you could get your music videos from, which one did you prefer watching? I was just glad to have access to either. Okay, same, but I always preferred VH1 because it didn't always lean towards the poppy, petty bullshit that MTV did. And now look where we are as a country. Although, what was, do you remember that woman that had that news show? And like the opening credits was like a globe with the typewriter arms. Do you mean Carmen San Diego? No, no, it was <laughs> no, on MTV. Okay, I'm like, no, please understand what I'm talking about. She did great. She was a news reporter for MTV, and they would have it. It was like, it was a the uh, image of a globe, and then they would have like the arms of a typewriter typing like MTV news. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She yes. was fucking awesome. She wasn't even an, uh, what do they call him? VJ. Right. Like oh, a video jockey. I that was a word. Yeah. yeah. Remember that? MTV yes. VJ? VJ, yeah. But she did the news, and I always thought that she was so fucking cool. I completely forgot about that. But yes, do now you that you're, and then I do remember it. And then they had a dude, too, after a while. Right. But like uh, that's what they used to do. They used to have MTV news. Like, yeah, MTV news was a whole thing. Like, we're going to play music videos. We're going to intersperse it with talk shows But and they news. had legit fucking news stories. Yeah. Yes, and now look what they are. Trash. trash. Guilty pleasure trash. Trash monster. Pop-up video. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember that sound, but I can see the visuals. Like, I remember the visuals so clearly. Oh, Oh, right. my God. Here's a TV trope. Give Dating it. shows. Oh, do you remember, like, what was it when they would go on a bus Next. with somebody? Yeah. Next. How horrible. I remember the first and Next. only gave Next episode. It was iconic because it was all of these early 2000s gays with puka shells necklaces. Oh, yeah. Um, they're double polos with the collars popped up their hair frosted tips gelled to the gods gelled to the gods um leather like faux leather flip-flops billabong everywhere Um, billabong um, lucky lucky star jeans with the big like the wide ankles that were the ankles or the heels of the jeans or the like the the, the bottom part of the jeans where you like where the jeans meet your f- 
your ankles totally just destroyed because you've oh, because been walking we on, on them, them. for yeah. months. Mm-hmm. Like every single gay just had a different color polo and they all were like, hi, I'm Nate and I'm gay and I'm 21 and I'm looking for the love of my life. And then the next guy would come out, hi, I'm Bob and I'm gay and I'm looking for the love of my life. Next guy, hi, I'm like, no, they were all was, so cookie it was cutter. Brian, Ryan, Ryan, and Crian. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. Yes. But within that, like, we got this new gross trope of a subset of the women be hating women trope of gays be hating gays trope, where within the bus, while each one took their turns with the date. They became so petty and vicious and mean. So the one time that I auditioned to be on Real World MTV. You did too? Mm-hmm. They chose people who were presenting themselves as problematic because that's exactly what makes good TV. Yep. They didn't want me. Nope. They wanted the guy who was at this point, talking about President Bush and all the things that he was doing. Oh, my God. So I also auditioned for Real World. And (laughs) in my audition, I literally presented myself as like, hey, I'm sure you guys hear all the time that you like, I don't love drama. I hate drama. I am the least dramatic person. So in my audition, I was like, I acknowledge that and said, well, I'm actually like, a non-drama person like I've never had a fight with my best friend Stephanie we definitely have never and I went on this whole like sarcastic ass like tirade gently calling them out for like I see what you're doing I see who you're hiring and what you're looking for I'm not going to be that guy but I'm also going to be the character that adds like a minutia of sanity to this crazy concept that you're doing. And I'm going to be the level-headed guy. Which understands what you're going for. So you should get me involved because I'll play the game with you. Correct. My Correct. way. Correct. I will be the one that I'll be the peacekeeper. I have the house rules for this Uno card game. Oh, that's yeah. That's going to fit you perfectly. Uh-huh. Unfortunately, um, either I was too young, like I wasn't old enough to drink. <laughs> I definitely wasn't oh, old gosh. enough to drink. No, because then you like just would have been the person who. <laughs> I feel like <laughs> they had nineteen years, nineteen year olds on there mm. that drank. Like I'm sure of it. I have such a distinct memory of well, minors drinking on that show and being like, "How did they get away with this?" And then they would do like the MTV After Hours, and it would be like the producers holding the kids' hair back, or like. How we ugly. gotta call nine one one and get you to the hospital. No, I'm just, I'm and, on the show. And those people didn't have any say they, in it at all. They signed away everything, all of their rights. Which, honestly, in hindsight, and, thank God we didn't get on that. Like, what? It would have been a really cool experience, I think. But then, if you look at where those people's careers went, I mean, so many of them just became like reality tv show actors i was just gonna say like can you imagine though because we would have been millionaires by now because you and i probably would have gone on those like uh like the the reality or on the road show one oh my gosh they would go on like road trips yes and they bring different people from different seasons i remember there was a girl from the uk that was on real world and then she joined for one of these like the road version Mm -hmm but she didn't have a driver's license, so she had to pass a driver's test. And so they made a whole fucking episode about her getting a driver's license. Of course they did. Yeah. Oof. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, Cap. I'm glad that I had the guts back then to... <laughs> guts! Oh, God. Get into it. Remember that? that? was a whole thing, too, oh, wasn't it? Oh, God. How horrible of... <laughs> that's... Go ahead. Gutter moment. No, that's fine. Okay. Guts, get into it. Anyway. Um, we, I feel like the listeners need to know what face I just made when that realiza- realization Shocked and horror, a little bit of disgust. 
my also eyes recognition. just my eyes and face just went from like smiling at melissa to staring off into the distance my jaw hit the floor and went oh Oh, God. Ew, that's so gross. Ron Jeremy didn't think so. Oh, there's the face again. (laughs) (laughs) I ruined you. Why are you my friend? (laughs) I was ruined a long time ago. That's what Ron Jeremy said. (laughs) (laughs) This is not good. Who's Ron Jeremy? We... What? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm oh just my kidding. God. I'm just okay, kidding. I, was, oh, oh. <laughs> I watched VH1. I watched that reality TV show that he was on with Brigitte Nielsen and Flavor what? Flav. No, he was not on that. There, but there was Flavor one Flav show that they all did like an episode. Right, that or was like that the Flav- was probably that was it probably planned. was it Flavor of Love? Flavor of Love. No, because that was his dating show, and then but there was one dated- with Brigitte Nielsen and him and oh, several and other people, several other celebrities. Yes, that was a reality. Yeah, I thought. And then the gentleman from Austin Powers was on it too. Uh, Vern, um, Vernon Troyer. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Not great. God, the early 2000s were weird. Wild. Indeed. All right, so... Wild Kids. Remember that Nickelodeon TV show? Do you mean Rocket Kids? No, No, that's Rocket Power. Wild Kids. It was like another, like, athletic competition show. I would probably remember it if I saw it, but it doesn't ring a bell. Okie doke. All right, my bladder and my tummy... My, my brain, brain are telling me <laughs> that we need to probably wrap it up right about here. But before we do, I would love a part two of this. Is that all right? Because well, I do truly want to dig in. That's actually exactly what I was about to say. <gasps> okay, let's go. Let's go. Yeah. So I was just going to say before we do, like, I want to acknowledge that we, like we've touched on a handful of tropes mm-hmm. and like what they remind us of. But here on my handy dandy cellular device i have a whole Whoa. list of actual like friendship tropes in tv and movies okay that i really want to talk more about okay so i feel like what we're doing with these two parters is like we're starting with a fu- like it's like a funnel we're starting with this episode really broad really fun and the next episode we get to narrow it down and really dig into we're baking a lasagna part two we slice the lasagna up and a lasagna a- of friendship. Mm-hmm. I love lasagna. I don't. Please, somebody email me if there are gluten-free lasagna noodles because I miss lasagna. I love it. I love my vegetarian lasagna. I. So now okay. I have to have vegetarian, dairy-free, gluten-free lasagna. I basically can eat like water. I'm gonna make. I'm just gonna put a pan of water in my oven and call it lasagna can you do never mind anyway where are you going <laughs> okay so i'm just gonna read some of the highlights that i w- really want us to talk about so are we gonna find the umbrella and the waffle and the dog and the trees highlights magazine sorry keep going oh my god i forgot about that completely but as you were saying those my brain like put the puzzle pieces together and i can absolutely see that cover that's yeah. so funny. Mm-hmm. All right. So we have the best friends in law. Sometimes they marry into your family or you marry into theirs. So that's an interesting, like, did you marry the wrong sibling kind of thing? That's a trope hmm. where like there's a, a a married couple. One partner becomes best friends with the sibling of their partner. And then in hijinks ensue. Here's a gross one. The fat best friend. Which we gently touch on, but like there's that whole disgusting trope of like every friend group has the dumb one, the pretty one, and and the old one. The fat one is funny, and if they're not bumbling, they're extraordinarily wise. It's one of the two. Right, they're either quirky and bumbling or quirky and wise. What? Uh, Kung Fu Panda. Never seen it. <gasps> I know it looks super cute, and oh, I actually do want to see it. One of my favorites, Kung Fu Panda, the original. Really? Yeah, I love. Aww, I let's watch love that together. Kung Fu Panda. The gay best friend. This is mm-hmm. one that triggers me yes. because we are not accessories for straight women, but many, 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 many TV shows and movies. I've actually had a paper published about this. Many TV shows and movies, and even modern books will introduce a gay character specifically as like an accessory to a straight woman like 
a straight woman's character isn't enough. She has to have this gay Which person is still a male. Who's still a male in order to add some depth to her character. Look at how kind she is. Look at like it's it's just disgusting. It's a terrible trope. The muggle best friend is what this list says. The hero's best friend who has no supernatural abilities. Their grounding point. Right. Like the golden child hero, and then their the Harry Potter and the Ron was, best friend. He didn't even know, so he was technically a muggle. Right, but I think that's where that yeah, okay. label comes from. Is like Harry is like the the prophesied one, the 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 gifted one, the chosen one, and then you've got Ron who counterbalances that as being just a totally normal dude. So that's an interesting trope that goes into a lot of shows I can think of. Mm. Um, the platonic life partners. There's the racial element with the token black friend or the token brown friend. There's the vitriolic best friends, the people who fight, but at the end of the day, they love each other, even though they spend, like it's spy versus spy. We try to kill each other at all times, but also we love each other at the end of the episode. There are so many really toxic tropes about friendship. I challenge us in part two to address and decimate these toxic tropes that's a fucking big word bro and then i really want to see if we can find some really positive friendship tropes because when i think of a trope i automatically go to the negative of like women be hating women or women be shopping or women be crazy or bait yeah when i hear the word trope it usually has a negative connotation to it but when you bring that up it's like connie and carla we must discuss them they are iconic the movie has not aged well no, the movie aged terribly, but, but their love the friendship, for each other. Yeah. Yep. So I think Thelma I think, and Louise, obviously tropey and horrible, but the friendship is there. Yep. But obviously, like two women who are strong and independent can't do anything besides die early, <laughs> right? Or be arrested. How dare two How women dare be strong women? and independent? We must kill them off. Oh, mm-hmm. What's that Goldie Hawn movie? Um, Kiss, Kiss, Bang, Bang. Have you ever seen that? Have you ever heard the song? Yes. Um, but no, who is Dua her Lipa co-star with too. that? Or in I don't that? Know. It's really, oh, the first Wives also, Club? Can what's... we talk about some of the tropes that come from that? Yes. Also, also, Hocus Pocus. Hocus Pocus. We've already alluded to it. Well, we alluded, but we didn't bring it up. Murder becomes her. Death becomes her. Thank you. Meryl Streep, Goldie Hawn, classic. Also, tropes become tropes. So and many tropes. And what about Devil Wears Prada? Devil tropes. Wears Prada. Uh, so there needs to be like a wizened, bitchy elder mm-hmm. woman and a young, naive nobody. Oh, yeah. We have like the three fates in those three characters. We have the elderly, wizened, old hag. Miranda Priestley, we have the sensible character in Emily, and then we have the naive, hopeful one in Andy. They're the they're the three fates. They're the three fates. And aren't there a few gays in there that they could just toss in for sprinkles and sparkles? There sure are. Correct. How funny. So I would I so that we can keep ourselves on a Oh, it's not Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, it's the Banger Sisters. Goldie Hawn, Susan Sarandon. Because um Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, that's definitely different. So I think next uh, part two will be us delving into tropes. What? Oh my God. I just IMDb'd Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. I don't know how I mix up those movies. I meant the Banger Sisters with Goldie Hawn and Susan Sarandon. <laughs> Not whatever the hell toxic masculinity bullshit this is. I was wondering. Hey, would you mind um, YouTubing Kiss Kiss Bang Bang? The song? Yeah. I want to make sure that it's actually what I'm thinking of. Bang, bang. I'm sorry. I'm I just realized I'm like getting really excited and I have interrupted your attempts no, to end not. the episode. My darling, you have not. No, you've not. Bang, we just have bang. so much more ground to cover and I'm so excited about it. Well, I think it's going to be, it's going to be much more, it's going to be slightly heavier, I think, because we're going to be pulling apart some shit. It's going to be like doing a good pulled pork for a neighborhood. This is the only song that comes up for Kiss, Kiss, Bang, Bang. You know what? Maybe it's not called Kiss Kiss. I think it's just called Bang Bang. Bang Bang. Shut him down. By Jesse J. Ariana Grande and Nicki Minaj. No. Oh, fuck. Let's find it after we finish. No. 
Dua Lipa Bang Bang. Try it. Yes, ma'am. Please. Thank you. I should say please. Thank you. Bang Bang. She shot him down. Yeah, this is it. It's a cover. Okay, cut it. Do you see? <laughs> so, yeah, that was Dua Lipa singing a cover of Bang. Well, it says, well, anyway, it's Dua Lipa singing Bang Bang. Yeah, that's what I've been thinking of. All right. Oh, God. It's we, that time. We- <laughs> what? extraordinarily past at that time. If you have enjoyed our top of the funnel ranting about the tropes of friendship in TV and movies, I dare you. I double dog. I triple dog dare you. To rate, review, subscribe, and tell a friend. Or you can get in touch with us on either Twitter or Instagram. Oh, these are also things. At BFH Pod. Also, you know, if you have any grievances to air, stories to share, or things that you would like for you and I, mon frere, you can always email us at bestfriendhoodpod at gmail.com. And when you look at that, you can say, oh my God. Because our lovely logo was created by the beautiful and talented Jennifer Bate. Oh my God. And while you do all of the above, one of the above, or maybe none of the above, please remember that you are loved and you are worth being loved. We We love love you. you. Bye. Goodbye. Uh, That's how I end it. (laughs)